Well, I promise that I'm going to keep this very, very brief because I want to hear that and Alonza and, and, and Jim and all have been uh, preparing for us uh, this day. This is going to be an exciting day of worship. And so we're thankful for you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate everything you've done for us. So I want to talk to you today about a, a, a theme that I'm actually, it's more connected to the 8 and 11 o'clock because uh, in, in the 8 and 11 o'clock, we're having our traditional cantata. And in that cantata, we're, we're hearing the message of a seeker of the light. And uh, one of my favorite parts about Christmas is, uh, is light. You might imagine that, that would be true since I have an undergraduate college degree majoring in theatrical lighting design. Uh, so I, I, love, I love the light. I absolutely, I absolutely love what light does for us. The, the other night I went into my house, and as I was walking into my house, all the lights were off. And, and as I, I, I turned on enough light, and I plugged in the Christmas tree, and as I plugged in the Christmas tree, the lights just appeared. And it was one of the most glorious moments just to see the light and how the light uh, spread out throughout the entire room. And I started to think, you know, that is such an amazing thing if we can think about light not only from the perspective uh, of what it does uh, uh, for my living room where my Christmas tree is, but how we carry the light out into the world. But here's the reality. The reality is that we recognize light because there is darkness. I, I think about the, the story uh, of Jesus' birth into this world, and I think about how oh, we, we look at darkness. We know that in that region during that time, the Romans were uh, rulers of that land. Uh, we know that the, the Romans had authority, power over all of the children of Israel. We know that they caused depression, uh, they caused the sense of of fear, and there was this, this shadow of darkness that was covering all of the land at that time. And God saw the, and God saw the darkness that the Israelites were living in. And God says, I'm going to bring transformation. I'm going to bring light into their space. And so rather than coming down on a, 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 with a, a mighty soldier riding a white stallion with a big sword, God decided to send his son, Jesus Christ, the babe of Bethlehem, into this world to be the light for the world. We know that there was darkness when an angel appeared to Mary. You remember that part of the story? An angel appeared to Mary, and an angel said, you are going to, give, you are going to have a child, and his name is going to be Jesus. And, and Mary's first thought was, how, how can this be? Uh, since I'm not married, I've never had union with my husband. There was darkness in Mary's life. But the angel said, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy. For unto you will be born this day in the city of David a Savior. You, Mary, don't be afraid. And then, and then we know that Joseph, uh, here's a man, and, and, and Joseph is there, and he, and he hears the angel say to him, uh, you're going to be a father. <laughs> Joseph knew enough about biology uh, to be able to figure out, you know what, I've never had union with my wife, so how is this possible? And, and, and darkness also fell with, uh, like, okay, who's the guy who got my wife pregnant? You can imagine the darkness that he was feeling. And then we know that Jesus was born in that lowly stable. And they wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in that manger filled with hay. 
And out in the field there were shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night. And the shepherds were living in darkness. There was nobody lower in social status than shepherds. They stunk like sheep. They were the lowest of the low, and they were filled with darkness. But an angel appeared to him, and in one of the translations that I was reading, it said that there was a dazzling light show. And in that dazzling light show, uh, the angel appeared to the shepherds and said, go to Bethlehem and see this thing. And they went, and they saw the baby lying in a manger. They went from living in darkness to living in the light. And then we have these wise men, wise men who were from, from the east. And as they were from the east, they, they saw a star, and they believed that it was a message, a signal from God. And they followed the star for a very long time. We're not told exactly how long, but perhaps maybe three months it took them to journey. And they came to Bethlehem. And they found this babe that they had heard about. The wise men were living in darkness, but now they were living in light. See, all of us, all of us here know about darkness, don't we? All of us know at some point in our lives, at some point in our history, that there's been darkness that we have lived through. That there's been a sense of hopelessness, there's been a, a sense of despair, there's been a sense of alienation and isolation from people we love. There's that sense of darkness that's been a part of our lives. But there's light, and that light is the light of Christ. Uh, look at this text, John chapter, chapter 12, verse 46. It says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. My friends, what we want to offer you today is the light that will keep you from living in darkness. Now, my friends, I, you, you know this as well as I do, uh, that there will be seasons in all of our lives when we want to be living in the light. We want to be uh, living in, in that glow that comes from living in the light, and yet there will be darkness that will creep into our lives that will sometimes overshadow everything that is taking place that is good. But look at this text again, and read it with me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So here's my question for you, very quickly. Take out your teaching notes. There's, those are the inserts in there. Take them, take them out, please. I just have six words for you to fill in very, very quickly. Here's a question. How can Jesus dispel my darkness? How can Jesus dispel my darkness? How does this babe of Bethlehem, born more than 2,000 years ago, still bring light into the world in which I live? Here's the first thing I started reflecting on. It says, Jesus encourages me when I am disappointed. Jesus encourages me when I'm disappointed. Look at this text from Psalm 34, verse 18. It says, the Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. My friends, some of you need to underscore that, that, those few little words. Uh, the Lord is near. 
That simply means the light of God is falling fresh on you this day. The Lord is near to you this day. No matter what you're facing, no matter what disappointments you've had, no matter how tough your year has been, no matter what you've walked through, the Lord is always going to be near to you. I know that some of you have had tremendous plans and you thought that everything was in alignment, that those plans were just going to be lived out, and the truth of the matter is that it was nothing more than a disappointment. I know some of you had these uh, business ideas and you wanted to uh, do something in your business that was something new and fresh and you thought it would be the most spectacular light show in the world and it did not take place. But my friends, I say to you, the Lord is near. The second thing I thought about is, is this, Jesus strengthens me when I'm distressed. Jesus strengthens me when I'm distressed. The, the scripture is Philippians 4, verse 13. This is a passage that we all know. Many of us know this passage of scripture, but I gave it to you in a different translation this time. It's called the Amplified Version. Read this with me. I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. It's simply saying this. Do you think that you can survive? Do you think that you can thrive on your own power? Do you think that you can fulfill uh, your life goals? Do you think that you can fulfill uh, what, what God has in store for you in your present and also in your future. And so often what happens in my life, perhaps it happens in yours, I get so, con so conflicted with, I, I have the power, I can do this on my own. Am I, am, I, am I the only one here? I don't think so. I say to you uh, that what we need to understand is uh, that God gives us the power to do what we need to do. And if we claim that, if we hold on to the light of Bethlehem, God will give us the power that we need. God will give us the grace that we need. God will give us the strength that we need in order to do all that God has planned for us. Jesus strengthens me when I'm distressed. And the third is this. Jesus guides me when I'm confused. There are things in our lives, my friends, things that confuse me, 